Welcome to Counter Melody, the podcast on great singers and great singing. I am your host, Daniel Gundlach, and I am thrilled to share with you the opera and classical singers about whom I am most passionate. I hope that when you hear these voices, you might echo me in saying, God, I love her, or God, I love him. Now, Without any further ado, I bring you this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and happy holidays for those of you who are celebrating whatever holiday it is out there for you. Listen, today actually is going to be a celebration of good friends. How so? Well, Two of my dearest friends in the world have celebrated birthdays over the past week, one day after the other. The first was my dear friend Patty, who I will celebrate next week. She has requested that I do a program on Janet Baker, so next week will be Janet Baker. And this week, I had a bunch of 10-inch LPs that I got from my old voice teacher, Joan Kaplan, also an amazing mezzo-soprano. One of these was... A 1949 operatic recital by Giulietta Simeonato, probably the greatest Italian mezzo-soprano that ever lived, certainly in uh, tandem with one or two others. I asked my other friend who had a birthday, my friend Gloria Parker, another astonishing mezzo-soprano, I asked her if she liked Simeonato, and she said yes, that Simeonato was in fact an early inspiration for her, and I said, that's it. I'm dedicating the episode to you Gloria. So, this episode is dedicated to Gloria. Next week's is dedicated to Patty. Gloria told me that she was particularly inspired by Simeonato's recording of Italiana in Algeri by Rossini. So, we'll be hearing a portion of that later in the podcast. We shall also be listening to the 10-inch operatic recital LP that features four arias stunningly sung. So it turns out that this is going to be a mini-series on mezzos, and I decided to call it Mezzo Madness. And the subtitle for today's, I think, will be A te la buona Pasqua. A te la buona Pasqua. Because one of Giulietta Simeonato's greatest roles was Santuzza in Cavalleria Rusticana, when she curses Turiddu, her lover who has abandoned her, and says, May you have an evil Easter. Well, I certainly wouldn't wish an evil Easter on my listeners. So instead of an evil Easter, I will wish you a good Easter. And we will be led on that journey by the delicious and exemplary Giulietta Simeonato. But first, I want to pay tribute to another mezzo-soprano who died quite recently, within the past two weeks, and that is the German mezzo-soprano Hertha Töpe. I must confess that I was not particularly well disposed towards Hertha Töpe. Why is that? Years ago, when I was just a teenager, I read a book by Lotte Lehmann called Five Operas and Richard Strauss. Lehmann described having directed Hertha Töpe at the Metropolitan Opera in 1962. This was in Rosenkavalier. The cast included Anneliese Rotenberger as Sophie, Régine Crespin in her Met debut as the Marshallin, and Hertha Töpe also, I believe, in her Met debut as Octavian. Lehmann was one of the very few sopranos who actually sang all three roles, and she got along very well with Crespin, very well indeed, as she did with Rotenberger. 
However, she describes in her book that Hertha Töpper was very nasty to her, refused all of her suggestions, and was generally a poor colleague. So I always had that in my head, and I was therefore not inclined to particularly like her. The other thing, then, I sometimes hear her in Bach recordings, usually with Karl Richter conducting, and eh, I found her tone to be a little thuddy. But that said, I just listened to her Esurientes this morning from the Manifest and actually found it much more enjoyable than I thought. What I think is a better representation of her, in fact, was a recording that I found at a record store in my neighborhood here in Berlin. This was, of course, a few months ago, before everything got shut down. It is of Act 3 of Don Carlo in German. Don Carlos, I should say. It's with Horst Stein conducting and two powerhouse basses, Gottlob Frick and Kurt Böhme, and Hertha Töpper singing the role of Eboli surprisingly well. I would like to share her recording from that LP of O Don Fatale, or as it's called here, Verhängnisvoll war das Geschenk. By the way, it's kind of amusing if you want to sing along with those words throughout the entire first portion of the aria. It works very well. Etc. You can keep on going all the way through. <laughs> Maybe you'll be a little amused by it. But do lend an ear to Hertha Töpper, who gives an actually really dynamic performance of this. Here she is.
schon morgen. Oh Gott, sie führen ihn zum Tod. Twentieth of March at age ninety-five. I have been forced to do a reassessment of your singing, and for that I am very grateful. And thank you for the wonderful performances that you gave us over the years. Her parade role, as they call it in German, was Octavian, but she was also quite celebrated for her Wagner, her Verdi, her Bach, many different things. Now we're going to turn to today's primary subject, Giulietta Signonato, who was another long-lived mezzo, who died in 2010 at the age of 99, just a week before her 100th birthday. Because it's Easter, I thought we'd start with a little Cavalleria Rusticana, which of course takes place on Easter Sunday. Here's the confrontation between Turiddu, played here by Franco Corelli, and Giulietta Simeonato as Santuzza. This performance is the opening night of a production at La Scala from the 7th of December 1963, conducted by Gianandrea Gavazzini. You can hear just how incendiary Simeonato and Corelli are here as Santuzza and Turiddu. This curse that she delivers at him, Alte la Malapasqua, is unlike any that I've ever heard before. Oh my God, wait until you hear it. I wish I could play the whole scene for you. I had to cut it down a little bit. So just enjoy the second half of this, okay?
certainly understand why those people would be completely losing their minds over this. By the way, there is a video on YouTube of them in rehearsal for this very production. I'll put the link to that on the show notes page so you can watch him drag her across the stage. It's so amazing! And now for something completely different, a live clip of Giulietta Simeonato singing under Herbert von Karajan the role of Orfeo in Gluck's Orfeo ed Euridice. This live performance is from Salzburg on the 5th of August, 1959. Here she sings Che farò senza Euridice. She was criticized for sounding a little matronly in the role. That really doesn't bother me so much. What I admire so enormously is what I always admire in her singing, the way that that it's really seamless the way that she sings through her registers with enormous strength in the lower range, but without an audible break from the chest resonance into the head resonance. And she also handles the climax of the aria better than any other singer I've ever heard. It's an enormously difficult phrase, believe me, I've sung it myself, and Simeonato really is magisterial in this. So here is Kefaro.
Simeonato sang a perhaps surprising number of pants roles. Not only Orfeo, she also did what at the time was not a very commonly performed opera, Romeo in Bellini's I Capuletti e Montecchi, that operatic retelling of the Romeo and Juliet story. Now we're going to hear her, in fact, in the aria De Tu Bellanima from that 1949 10-inch London Records disc. Here she is with the orchestra of the Accademia di Santa Cecilia of Roma, conducted by Franco Ghione, who some of you may recognize as the conductor also of the famous Callas Lisbon Traviata a few years later. had sampled Hertha Töpper's recording of Eboli in German. Now we get to hear Simeonato singing two excerpts from the role. One, a live recording from Salzburg under, again, Karian, the 26th of July, 1958. She does a truncated version of the Veil song, the Canzone del Velo, Unfortunately, of course, this truncation robs the aria of its proper narrative place in the opera, but you do get to hear how wonderful Simeonato is in this part. She doesn't have quite the flamenco virtuosity that Shirley Verrett does, but she does a wonderful job. 
That was the Swedish singer Margareta Sjöstedt as Tebaldo, who sings in harmony with Eboli on the refrain. And now we are going to hear Simeon Arthur's recording of Odon Fatale. This is from the same 10-inch recital disc that we've already heard a portion of. Here's her Odon Fatale. It's interesting to compare her version with Tupus.
while we are on the subject of this delicious 10-inch LP entitled Operatic Recital by Giulietta Simeonato, mezzo-soprano, I thought that we would listen to the final two tracks that we haven't yet heard. Those are both Rossini arias. I'm not a big Rossini guy. But I love the way that Simeonato sings these. It's very different than what one normally encounters these days in terms of good Rossini singing. The fioritura are a little less precise, but she actually uses her entire voice when she's singing, which is something that one doesn't really encounter so much these days in coratura singing. This is, to me, a real lesson in how this music could and should sound. So here we are. Let's start with the ever-popular Una Voce Poco Fa from Il Barbiere di Siviglia. Here we go. Oh. 
followed by the rondo non più mesta. I must say, Simeonato, as so many singers of that era did, takes a big cut and avoids the most challenging part of the aria, but I love the way that she laughs her way through that great big long uh, coloratura descent. Uh, you'll hear, she does it twice, it's just delectably charming, so I hope you enjoy it. Amen. 
later, Simeonato was partnering Maria Callas in her 1955 appearances as Norma at La Scala. They also collaborated in Anna Bolena a couple years later. What we're going to hear right now is a live recording from La Scala 1955 in a beautifully remastered version of the first act duet, where you get to hear Simeonato match Carlos's high C in the duet. I'm only going to play a portion of it because there's so much more I still want to play for you, but it's quite remarkable, and I think you'll really enjoy it. This performance also dates from the 7th of December, as did the Cavalleria. That was in 1963. This is in 1955. Antonino Voto is the conductor, and here is a portion of the first duet between Norma and Adalgisa. Maria Callas, Giulietta Simeonato, a wonderful musical collaboration.
those of you who know and love Norma will probably recognize that hideous cut that I imposed in the middle of the performance, and I'm so sorry for that. But if you want to hear it without the cut, it's always searchable on YouTube or various other places. So that was one of many legendary live performances in which one can still hear Simeonato today. Another one, and another one of my absolute favorites, occurred in Naples at the Teatro San Carlo on the 28th of November 1959. This was a performance of Chilea's Adriana Le Couvreur. Renate Tebaldi was supposed to sing and she was taken ill at the 11th hour and who stepped in in her place but Magda Olivero. Um, we're not going to hear her today but just know that this was an absolutely legendary performance which has simply never been equaled. I hope someday soon to devote an episode to Magda Olivero. For now, just know that the other <laughs> members of the cast were Franco Corelli and Ettore Bastianini as the tenor and baritone, Maurizio and Michonet. It is a performance that could never be equaled or even matched and never will be. Magda Olivero is positively incandescent and Simeonato is on fire. This is her second act aria, Acerba Voluta. It's rather extraordinary to think that here we were just a few short excerpts ago listening to her singing Rossini coloratura with such ease, and here she is coming on like gangbusters and singing like the most gutsy dramatic mezzo, which in fact she kind of was.
few cuts because the show is already starting to stretch out and there are several more items that I simply must play for you. I did want to remark something about Simeonato. It took her a long time to get established as a star. She sang small roles at La Scala at the beginning of her career. It was felt that her voice was not sufficiently developed. And finally, in her late 30s, she had a breakthrough in the title role of Ampoise Thomas Mignon, which she sang in Italian. She also sang other roles in French, including Charlotte in Werther, or Carlotta, as she's called in Italian translation. She sang Dalila. She was a celebrated Carmen. So she did do a wide range of repertoire, certainly. But the roles for which she was most famous were probably her Verdi parts. I must play you an excerpt from Verdi's Aida from Act 4. This is from the Bell Telephone Hour in 1964. It was broadcast on the 5th of May in the United States. Donald Voorhees is the conductor, and her tenor here is none other than John Vickers, who was such a great admirer of hers. He claimed that she was his favorite singer to sing with because he always got a voice lesson when he sang with her. Here are the two of them in the big duet from Act 4, where Amneris tries to get Radames to swear that he will never see Aida again, and that if he makes this promise to her, that she can save his life. He refuses to make the promise. She refuses to save him in the scene that follows this, which we're not going to hear because it was not uh, telecast. She hears the judges condemn him to death and lives with the agony of knowing that she is to be the cause of his death when he is sealed in the tomb. And, well, we know what happens from there.
there are two further things that I must play for you today. One of them is the excerpt from Italiana in Algeri that my dear friend Gloria told me was particularly inspirational to her as a young mezzo-soprano. So here we are with that excerpt from a 1954 studio recording for EMI with Carlo Maria Giulini conducting the forces of La Scala. This is the aria called Per lui che adoro, for him that I love. singers that you heard in that clip were Cesare Valetti, Mario Petri, and Marcello Cortis. I particularly adore Cesare Valetti, and I hope to do a program on him as well. Stay tuned. This next excerpt is 
definitely one of my desert island discs. It's the one purely soprano role that Simeonato took on. Unlike many of her mezzo colleagues, such as Krista Ludwig, Grace Bumbry, Shirley Verrett, she was not so tempted to extend into the soprano range. But in 1962, when La Scala revived Giacomo Meyerbeer's opera Les Huguenots in Italian as Liugonotti, she took on the role of Valentine, which was definitely a soprano part. I don't know if this has been substantiated, but supposedly Callas was going to take on that role. But this was an unbelievable cast that La Scala put together that included John Sutherland, Franco Corelli, Nicola Ghiauro, Fiorenza Cossotto, Giorgio Tozzi, and Vladimiro Ganzarolli. It was all conducted by, again, Gianandrea Gavazzeni. This performance is from the 7th of June, 1962, and it is the fourth act duet between Valentin and Raoul Simeonato and Corelli. It, I think, is Meyerbeer's greatest moment. And I think that Meyerbeer actually has a lot of great moments. But this one just sends me reeling listening to this recording. It just boggles my mind that two human voices could make sounds like this. It sends me into shivers of delight. I don't know how else to put it. It just makes me crazy. It makes my eyes roll back in my head. It is one of the greatest live performances I've ever heard in my life. I hope you like it as much as I do.
had to later in the duet. I'm so sorry. disfiguring cuts and I'm so sorry for that but if you want to hear the whole scene and or the entire performance please look it up on YouTube or any other place it's legendary clearly. Simeonato retired in January 1966 at the age of 55 to little or no fanfare and spent the rest of her 45 years in quiet retirement with two consecutive husbands. I'm enormously grateful to her. I'm enormously grateful to my dear teacher, Joan Kaplan, for having provided us with that 10-inch LP. And I'm enormously grateful to the glorious Gloria Parker for being my friend for so many years. You know, sometimes you just meet a person for the first time and you just know that this is going to be a lifetime friendship. I felt that way when I met Gloria. I felt that way when I met... Patty Mueller, who will be the dedicatee of next week's Mezzo Madness program. In the meantime, let us 
enjoy this final clip of Giulietta Simionato and Ettore Bastianini. This was originally part of the gala sequence of Carian's 19, I think 1960, Mouse recording. It was just sort of stuck in the middle of the act to party scene. With Bierling doing Dynast Mein Ganzes Herz, Leontine singing Summertime, and a bunch of other artists just sort of plopped in there to liven up the proceedings. And this is the liveliest of the, <laughs> the excerpts. It's Bastianini and Simeonato doing as only they could, anything you can do, I can do better. It's legendary, it's charming, it's delightful. Why do you want to make a joke to these guys? Yes, but For example, we could sing that duet Anna, prendi il fucile. Ah, me lo ricordo più. Ma te lo ricordi, l'abbiamo fatto diverse volte. Poi guarda, noi possiamo provarla a cantare questa volta in inglese. Ma non lo so in inglese. Tu lo sai in inglese perché l'abbiamo studiato insieme. Vogliamo provare? Oh, povera me, proviamo pure. Patreon supporters to thank today, both of whom are, coincidentally, mezzo-sopranos. Anna and Marty, thank you both so very, very much. I will do my best to continue to bring you entertaining programs every week. It's really my delight and my privilege to do so. For any other people who might consider supporting me, please go to my Patreon page at patreon.com slash countermelody. 
and you can find out all about supporting me. I'm in the process of creating additional content for my subscribers, so that's something to look forward to. Darling friends, whatever is going on out there in the world, we have one obligation, and that is to keep the song in our hearts. I'll see you next week. I'm Daniel Gundlach. Até la buona Pascua.